0: Thank you so much, Musos. Thank you, John. That was just absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, a couple of things. Sorry, not really things. Um, Just something I wanted to share before I invite up our beautiful Audrey. Um, For those who don't know, we've been working our way through our vision series, Um, and today is the last of our four weeks, Um, and today we're looking at enjoying God, and so on the other weeks, we've looked at release potential, um, and we believe that when your potential is released, it should impact community, Um, and that um, last week, Gary came and shared on loving people, and if you didn't hear any of these weeks, I really encourage you to go and um, find it on one of our platforms. You can find it on Spotify or Apple, or Google Podcasts, but please go and catch it up, because really, our vision series is the fabric of who we are as Olive Tree Church, and it's just been an incredible series, and today is really the most important. It's funny to do it at the end, but maybe at the end, it's the most important, I think. You know, they say the best are last, and today is about enjoying God, and really, to love people, release potential, and impact community, not from a foundation of enjoying God, just makes it a striving, worky, hard thing to do. And when it's from the platform of enjoying God, it is a beautiful overflow of all that He is to us. So today is going to be that. And um, I think that the tragedy with enjoying God, is that we almost, in many ways, have to teach people how to enjoy God again. Because there's been so much associated with God that it's just, it was never meant to be there. And so for so many people, they kind of come to God or, or think that they come into a place of being with God out of guilt, or because they're in crisis, or because it's just what you have to do, it's obligation. Or maybe that you come to church because it's the only place that you encounter him. But really, we know that God is so clear about the fact that his love is big and deep and wide, and it's actually inescapable. It's just everywhere. And um, so whilst we can come into a place like this and, and really just focus on God, it's not that he's here. He's, he's absolutely everywhere. He's completely and utterly besotted with us all. Paul says this in Romans. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. God has just made himself so obvious to us. If we will just have the eyes to see. It's just, you see him in the the bush felt, in the mountains, in the sea. He's just there and he's screaming to us and saying, here I am and I love you. You, He's just everywhere. And um, today is really about us understanding that and just positioning ourselves from that place. And when we get that He is enjoyable and that we can enjoy Him, it changes everything. There is not a single area of our lives that will not change if we learn how to enjoy God. It's the foundation of it all. So, um, I think it's very hard to think about enjoying God without thinking of the relational part of it, and you know, he, he talks to us about a marriage relationship, you know, we're his bride and, and he's the bridegroom, and um, it's a very beautiful thing for me to be saying this today, and I, I don't really typically like to do this, but I am going to do it just for today, and just say that it is um, a beautiful day to be talking about enjoying God and remembering this r- loving marital relationship, because it's my 18th, our 18th anniversary today, yay, <laughs> our 18th anniversary, and also, um, where's Danny? Danny Danny, and Mark, who she sent hunting for an anniversary present. It's their 13-year... And that's what you do. Apparently, at 13 years, you send them hunting with the boy child. Um, but congrats to you guys, too. But um, I just wanted to take a moment to just um, honour my husband. Um, Sheld, you are... I don't, I don't even know how to really describe you, but thank you for um, sexy. He says I should say sexy. Um, LAUGHTER Um, Sheldon has made it so easy for me to understand the love of God. Um, It really, at a time when I think sometimes we don't know how unlovable we can be. You know, when you're in the absolute pit of your worst, you don't actually know how hard you are to love. And um, I know that there was a time which I was so hard to love where Sheldon really asked God to help him love me. And... um, and I just thank you for that, babe. You've really made it easy for me to understand God's love through the way you've loved me. Thank you. Um, I also want you to know that um, he just like signs up. He signed up to come up here with me. And he's turned out to be um, kind of almost like the full-time pastor with me. And he does a lot of our worship. But today, we, as I said, nothing was working. Absolutely nothing. And we found out by great surprise that he's also a sound technician, and he was just doing these crazy things up here with cables and wires. And we're like, who is this dude? But uh, we had sound today because of Shell. So thank you um, for also knowing that. <laughs> Don't even know how. Um, <laughs> um. And Danny and Mark, I just want to honor you also and just say um, that this couple, I want you all to watch out for them, because I believe that they're a tremendously gifted power couple together. And Danny, I had such a sense of you just actually literally walking around schools and being given words and pictures for people that you would share, and it would change lives. And I know that you are going to do that. And I know that her husband has a communication gift, which we will all get to benefit from at some point in this, in this community. Now, I'm going to go on to Audrey my dear and new friend, um, who um, some the other night were saying, basically, how did we meet? And they basically said it was a bit of a stalker situation. Um, It is true. I also stalked John, um, poor guy. But I just want to say it worked out quite well. I must be a nice stalker because the people hang around. You know, often stalking doesn't work out well, but this worked out very well. In fact. We were so blessed to have Audrey and her whole family, P.Y., the kids. We were so blessed to have them over dinner on Friday night. And I don't know where that often happens, where you store people. (laughs) And they came willingly to our home, and we had the most beautiful evening together. And it's been such a blessing to get to know you. And I I just look forward to getting to know you you so much more. And welcome into our community. Um, So, Audrey... Um, you must be surprised about why she wasn't leading worship today. Well, anyway, what happened is we were bantering on the phone, and I mentioned, oh, you know, uh, John's going to be coming up sometime to do worship, and she's like, oh, what about me? You see, now they're brothers and sisters in Christ, so they get this thing called spiritual sibling rivalry. So anyway, we, we chatted a bit, and then I, I, I had this kind of penny drop moment where... I could have got Audrey to join them up with worship, but I realized that, um, that we had this week coming up of, of Enjoying God. And I had just a few days before read this thing that Audrey had posted online, and I just want to read it to you. It says, what you do in the privacy of your room and your heart is what spills out into the world. And I had just read that, and, and then she's got to add a cheeky bit because Audrey's very cheeky. Hashtag just saying, she says after that. But truly... Audrey carries the, the absolute everything of being a woman who enjoys God. And um, Jesus said this. He said, if we welcome a prophet as a prophet, we receive a prophet's reward. If we receive a righteous person and a righteous, as a righteous person, we will see, receive a righteous person's reward. And so today, what I want to ask you to do is to receive Audrey, to welcome her, to open your hearts to her as a woman who enjoys God, because then we will receive the reward and the joy of being people who enjoy God. She has something which she can impart unto us. She is a great gift and a blessing. Audrey, you not you come up? Give her a hand as she comes up, please. So um, Audrey, I hope, will be back. In fact, I can see the whole family up here leading worship one day. But um, today it is fitting that Audrey share with us about how to enjoy God. and I really want you to know that I, we believe as a church, this is the foundation to absolutely everything that we do, and, um, and I'm just so so over the moon that you can be the one to do this with us today. So let's just pray. Father, thank you for Audrey, thank you for this friend for this blessing. For this woman who has journeyed with you, and God knows how to enjoy you in the good and in the absolute pits and in the mountaintops, Father, a woman who has pushed relentlessly into your love, and thank you, God, that as a community today, we can receive and welcome her and benefit from what it is that you have done in her life, Jesus. Thank you, King. Amen. Amen.
1: That's for you. Thank
0: you. Morning, guys.
1: Uh, how many of you have a BFF? I, I didn't see those hands. Raise them up. Do you have a BFF? Okay, t- okay maybe those, those who don't have BFFs, raise your hand. Ah, no one's going to own up in case your BFF is in the room, yeah? <laughs> Do you know that you can have more than one BFF? I think the older people are asking, what's a BFF? Guys... If you're 13 and under, apparently a BFF is a best friend forever. I have like 25 best friends forever. Because Jesus has made all the space in our hearts for each and every single person that he puts in our space. So never worry that you're not the only BFF of someone. Okay? Lots of space. Yes? Maybe not lots of space around your table but lots of space in your heart for that. So um, I'm so glad that um, Natalie, my new BFF, <laughs> said that, didn't say I'm up here to preach today, I'm up here to share because I need you guys to help me. Because enjoyment is not the kind of thing that you can do by yourself. Well, it, it, it demonstrate by yourself. So I'm going to need some of you to come and act up. So banger if I call you up you know, Taryn, and those who I will just point out because I don't know your names yet, just, just comply, okay? It's, it, it'll be fun. Um, but before I actually just get going, the one of the things that I just wanted to do is honor every single couple that is here because we are celebrating a, what? What's it called? 18th what? What does that mean? Silver and gold. It means 18 years of complete bliss. <laughs> Thank you, Sheldon. You've come to the party. <laughs> so I just want to bless um, every single couple here this morning with, with, with a song. And um, it really, for me, is just a song that says, whether I'm with someone or I'm, with, I'm alone, God is still Faithful. Amen. So I'd love you to just close your eyes, and if you've got a person, touch them. If they're not here, touch your heart. If they're um, anywhere else and you're still longing for them, i.e. you're single, you know, touch them. They're going to come. God is faithful. Would you play that first track for me, please? And really, this is just a song of gratitude, a song that just says, you know what? Through it all, God, you have been kind. Ups and downs, lefts and rights. Great is thy
2: faithfulness, oh.
1: thank you that you are good. In everything, you are good. Through it all, you are good and you are kind. And you know, I've been married for 24 years and um, wow. Um, Divorce never, but murder often. Um, You know those times when you actually just can't talk to him anymore and you write a letter? And then he comes back and you say, have you read my letter? And he goes, no. And you're like, why have you not read my letter? He says, because I don't want to hear it. And there are many of those letters that I know he's never read. But boy, have I said it. And that was good. So, what I just wanted to say today was that... um, I have a couple of things that I just feel are, are so important to understand when someone says to you, enjoy something, or enjoy God. So what I thought was I would start with a little scripture to make sure that we're just all on the right, uh, same wavelength. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. These what? children. So how many of you know children? Okay, so everyone has seen a child and know what they're like, know what they're not like, and know whether you want one or not, or whether you'd like to hand yours over to someone for a few weeks. Yes? God says, don't hinder them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Wow, my children, Wow. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So, I'd like to ask you that if you're no longer a child, you'd give yourself permission just to to get into your children's shoes or someone else's children's shoes and be like a child. Because I'd like to just explore what enjoyment looks like, feels like, is like. Because sometimes church can be a little bit... Holy, yes? I'm raised Catholic, so I know I understand all about holiness. Any of you raised in a, in, a, in a serious church? Fortunately for me, I was not raised in a white Catholic church. There is a difference. I was raised in an African, Shona speaking uh, Catholic church, where there were drums and shakers and uh, music and dancing but then I would go to the seven o'clock mass sometimes with my mother on a Tuesday morning to the English service where we sang the Holy Communion and we were not allowed to talk. And I thought, wow, this is so different. Same God, same building, but completely a different experience. And my mother loved it. She thought, The other one was a little noisy and maybe a little disrespectful. But anyway, let's unpack enjoyment. What does it mean to enjoy something? It says, the dictionary says, to take delight in or pleasure in. To take delight or pleasure in. Interesting. How many of you know what that looks like? To take delight in or pleasure in God. Does it feel like you're taking pleasure in the Lord? <laughs> Does it? For some it is, and that's okay. The other script, the other uh, description I've got here, and I love this, it says, to possess and benefit from. To enjoy is to possess or benefit from. And all the husbands went, oh, I like that one. Yes, enjoy to possess and benefit from God. So I have um, a few uh, faces that I would like to just ask you if you could help me decide whether this is a face that is experiencing joy or not. Okay, so we're going to say if it's joy, then please say joy all out loud, and if it's not joy, say so just say not. Okay, so can I have that face? What, what do you think of that, that face? Joy.
3: Are you sure? No, that's not.
1: And that one? No? Okay, next one? Joy. Next one? Joy. <laughs> Even that gave you all joy. <laughs> next one? Not. not. Are you sure? Because I go back a little. Go back one. Go back one. Are you sure? Because I look like that sometimes when I'm in the middle of worship. No, not joy? Okay, next one? Not. Next one? Yeah. Extreme joy. <laughs> that was probably Japan yesterday. Uh, and that? Okay, let's stop with that one. Stop right there. So, what gives you joy? I want some example. What gives you joy? People. Says the extrovert. (laughs) Music. Okay, this is the church apparently where the answers come not only from the front row, but also from the back row. So those of you who are sitting at the back, you're free to speak. Dancing. Okay. Others are going, please don't make me dance. (laughs) What else gives you joy? Sorry? Oh, we have a surfer. Surfing? Not. Yes, surfing. What else? What else gives you joy? Love. Uh, but how do you know what love is? How, how, how do you? Because I'm, what I'm trying to say is that when you have that face that shows that you've got joy, something has happened. You've benefited from something. You've possessed something. You have, what's the other thing I said? You have taken delight in that. And there's been pleasure that has been transmitted, correct? So when I dance, when I surf, when I chocolate, (laughs) a man after my own heart, chocolates. Serving. Oh, that's that's not my son's one. But yes, some people get joy from serving. (laughs) Children's laughter. How about adults' laughter? Humor, children's laughter, humor. What else? Animals. Oh, okay, uh, which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of an immediate reaction. <laughs> what kind of animals bring you joy? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Puppies, okay? Not my Rottweiler, which is not... Um, what else? What other? Guys, connection. Interesting. Walking through nature brings you joy. And how do you display joy? Okay, you relax. She displays joy by relaxing, smiling, laughter, screaming, yes. I'm not going to carry on until you give me a few more, so think a bit more. Oh, your posture changes when you got joy, as opposed to when you're sad. Okay, posture. Sorry, what was that? Crying. Crying. Okay, crying with joy. Ululating, dancing, smiling. Closing your eyes, relaxing—all those kind of things. So those are the kind of things you're going to do when when you're enjoying something, right? Okay, so we've we've unpacked that completely, and we got it right. So what I want to say is, now, now if we're enjoying, we've decided what joy is. Who is God? Who is God? Love? God is love. What was that? God is king. protector provider he is in the people around us thank god for that <laughs> some of the creator friend how many of you have friends okay i didn't say good friends i just said how many of you have a friend okay okay so now that for me is one that we can unpack very easily If you have a friend, you know what they're like. You often enjoy being with them. You often know how to speak to them or how not to speak to them, correct? So um, I just want to just say for me, I've picked up a couple of scriptures of who God is. And the first one that I've got here is to say, John 4.24 says, God is spirit. Okay? John 15.13-15 says, (laughs) haha, love this. No, I'm going to come back to that one. I want to go 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13 says, and God is faithful. This is a scripture where he goes on about, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. There's a whole bit before that, but bang in the middle it just says, God is faithful. So God is faithful. God is spirit. God is a gift giver. It says in um, James 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change. So God is also one who is constant, yeah? (laughs) And I love this one, God's a chef. Okay, that's a little bit of a stretch because um, it's Matthew 6, verse 26 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And I love this. Are you not more valuable than they God's a chef. He feeds us. God's probably a mommy, because mommy feed us. Okay, some daddies do too. Um, but that's who God is. He's perfect. He's a protector. Psalm, 10, Psalm 18 verse 30 says, As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless, and he shields all those who take refuge in him. This is the person That we are being inspired to take benefit from, to take delight in, to take pleasure in, to possess. Isaiah 41 verse 8 says of Abraham that... He was chosen, no, I'm actually going to read it, it says, Isaiah 41 verse 8 says, But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you are descendants of Abraham, my friend. And for me, this is what I love most about God, is that not only is he protector, not only is he chef, not only is he creator, not only is he all-powerful, all-present, all all forgiving, all faithful, but he is friend. And when I think about that, I can bring it home a little bit and go, okay, let me look at my friends. I like to call my friends. I like to call, with, call and talk to them a lot. Sometimes about nothing. Sometimes about my husband. Sometimes just to see how they are and hear their voice and hear their laughter. So, if God can be called a friend the right scripture for this is this one here John 15:13 to 15 Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends plural friends Greater love has no one than this. What did Jesus do on the cross? Lay down his life. For who? For who? For his friends. Are you a friend of God? How do I know that you're a friend of God? How do I know that I'm a friend of God? What do you do with your friends? And sometimes I think that sometimes we try and make Christianity and spirituality so complicated. And God says, actually, I've given you day-to-day examples of what I'm looking for, not only in the Word, but in the things around you. So if you want to know how creative God is, you just have to look at nature and the diversity of nature, and go, wow, if God can create green plants, orange plants, pink plants, he must love all different shades and colors of things. No? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know who God is if you can just look around. Then he says, let me teach you what a mommy and daddy and a parent looks like, because I am God the Father. And then he gives you children Yesterday, I was sitting with a friend of mine at the market. Do you know where that place is? It's amazing. You can have like lots of food places, pick and choose what you want. Every child can have what they want. No one has to go to a pizza place and everyone eat pizza. It was amazing. So I'm sitting there with a friend of mine. She's sitting here and her 15-year-old daughter is sitting over there. And uh, suddenly, the daughter just snuggles up to her mom and puts her head there. It was like an immediate move, and she just went like this and touched her child. And I thought, that's it. God is almost, I mean, God is a much better parent than we are. There was a little girl who just went and said, oh, mommy, I need you, because that's what I read in the, sh- in the head moving onto the shoulder. And the mommy just went, you are mine. I thought, that's exactly what God is like. And in that moment, I was ministered to to say, every time we come before God and just say, hold me. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm happy. I'm, I'm whatever feeling I am at that time. God doesn't sort of go, okay, so why are you putting your head on my shoulder? I think you should just sit up because we're at the table now. You know, God just goes, you're mine. And it reminded me of the song. I don't know if any of you ever sang it as children. Wam, 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 go, Wam, mine, 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 Jesus is mine. Do you remember that? Oh, you didn't go to Sunday school. You didn't go to Sunday school like when you were this big? Okay, it goes, mine, 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 Jesus is mine, 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 Jesus is mine, Jesus is my Savior day by day, mine, 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 Jesus is mine. I guess it's wam, 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 jesungo wam, 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 wam. Presha, you can't sing so softly. If you're going to be the only Zulu person singing out loud, you've got to sing out loud. By the way, I'm a pseudo-Zulu. Okay, that's why I don't know all the words. I'm very pseudo-Zulu. So I'm like, wow, that for me, that is God the Father. I can enjoy God as my daddy. And I was very fortunate because I was the eldest of five. And you know what a first child is like? It's like the, the thing that like opens the parents' hearts to love. And despite everything else, they are a little bit more loved than the others, yes? <laughs> we don't say that in front of the other children, but you know what I mean? And so I, I, I come... <laughs> My husband is consoling the other two here because the oldest is in Cape Town. But I I understood. (laughs) I understood the earthly love of a father. I was very fortunate in that. So translating that earthly love to a godly love and hearing God saying, you know what? If you, as earthly parents, give your children good things, what more your father in heaven? I'm like... I can do this. I can do this, God, because I understand. what. And then the other thing is that Jesus says he laid down his life for us. So we are his friends. He laid down his life for us, so we are his friends. So I go, okay. So with my friends, I like to talk. I like to eat. I like to hang out. I like to uh, go surfing. Not, but he does. I like to dance. I, li- I like to do stuff with my friends, new and old. I mean, I sat at dinner on Friday night with new friends, and I just thought, my heart is full. And we just giggled, and we laughed, and we hung out, and we ate lots, and we just were. So now, I translate that to God, and I said to Jesus, and I, he's my friend. How do I enjoy him as a friend? I talk to him. Sometimes it's a one-sided conversation because I feel like I'm doing all the talking. But when I do sometimes shut my mouth and listen a little bit, I hear him responding. Some of you have had conversation with God and you know you're having a conversation with God. Even though sometimes you think you're putting words in his mouth, sometimes some things come back and go, okay, that that was not the way I would have said it. Must be you, yes? And so I talk to God. I, I I enjoy Him. I I remember so clearly a few years back, we were in a soaking session. I, we were lying down, and someone was playing some music, and they were just saying, come on, enjoy the space with God. And uh, can you imagine what God is doing right at this moment? And there was someone strumming a guitar, or something, I can't even remember. So I just closed my eyes, and I lay there, and I was just having a conversation with Jesus. And I remember the scripture coming into my head that, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And I thought, gosh, that's amazing. So I put that picture in my head and I'm like, you know, I can imagine God sitting at his throne and Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. And then in my thoughts and in my mind, I saw Jesus get up and start breakdancing. I have never giggled like I giggled that day. I'm like, Jesus can break dance. It was just it was surreal. It was so real in my mind and in my heart that I giggled and I giggled and I giggled. And for weeks I couldn't tell anyone because I just felt like, what will they say if you say Jesus was breakdancing? But but he was. It was just like dun, mm, mm, uh, 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 uh. it was, it was such a pleasurable moment for me that I could imagine my Lord and my Savior, my friend, dancing and bringing me joy. And then I love the Holy Spirit because with Him, it's about being ever-present. Holy Spirit is ever-present, whether I'm praying or I'm not praying. And I have to just remember, tell you a little story. We had, um, I was part of the prophetic uh, ministry team up in Joburg. And one January, first service of, of the January, around the 15th or so, um, they said, we're going to start the year with words for everyone. And can the prophetic team come up? They had not told us. They had not prepared us. I had not prayed up a, spor- a, a storm. I'd been on holiday for three weeks. You know, I met Jesus regularly-ish. You know, every third day or so, found my Bible, read a verse quickly just to keep, you know, well-oiled. But nothing like what you feel like. you got to spend hours before the Lord, you know, listening to him and seeing exactly what he's doing. And we got called up and said, prophetic team is going to line up here. Come up and get your words. And I'm thought, oh, Jesus, how am I going to do this? And this woman came up and I said, what's your name? She told me her name. Okay, let's pray. And whoosh, I knew exactly what God wanted to say to her. And I went home that day and I said, you know what, God? It's not about me. It's not about how much I've prayed up. It's not about how much I've met with you or not. Because actually, it was Christmas time. It was all about, not Jesus, it was all about food and family. Yeah? Most Christmases are like that. You have to go to church to get reminded, oh, by the way, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus. Not... But that's just, and I just thought, Holy Spirit, I can enjoy you because I don't actually have to do anything. And I came across this uh, uh, from uh, the utmost for his high, um, utmost, how does it go? Yeah, okay, I didn't hear you. But anyway, Oswald uh, uh, Oswald Chambers wrote this in one of his books. And he says, the most important aspect of Christianity is not the work we do, but the relationship we maintain. I thought, that's it. For me, it's about understanding that God is my father, that God is my friend, and that God is with me. He's that kind of person who just hangs around me all the time. The most important aspect of Christianity is not the work we do, but the relationship we maintain with God. And the surrounding influence and qualities produced by that relationship. That is all God asks to give us. Uh, That is all God asks us to give our attention to. And it is the one thing that, that is continually under attack. Your friendship with God is continually under attack. Because if you can't spend time with that friend, who is God, because you're spending time with other things, then that relationship suffers, yeah? And so I got to a point, some point in my life where I could only really do God at half past five in the morning because the rest of the day I was always too busy. And then I realized that it wasn't about the specific quiet time that I had with him. I had to incorporate God into all my day into enjoying Him and being with Him all day long, because otherwise it starts being crazy. You have to get up at three in the morning, because you know that by five, you've got to go for a run. By eight, you've got to drop off children. By nine, you've got to be at work. And, and this is the attack that the world continually uh, uh, it has against us, so we don't make space for Him who is the ultimate, faithful, loving, protecting, amazing friend. And so I would love you to just close your eyes. I'm going to sing a song, and I want you to just take some time to talk with God as a father, as a friend, as an ever-present God. And just experience some enjoyment with Him. Enjoying God means that we can possess and benefit from him. From him alone. From his presence, from his love, from his voice. Jesus, I love you so much. And you love me completely. So when you think of your BFF, who never lets you down, who's always faithful, who's got your back, who comes and loves you regardless of where you're at, who gives you a shoulder to cry on. Jesus is like a hundred times better than that BFF. What an honor and a privilege to call him a friend. So if you can enjoy your earthly friends like that, boy, just translate that to enjoying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is willing to be called friend by us. Sure, I just like, I could do this. I could do this. Enjoy God. And I do. And it's not every day. I'm not conscious of enjoying God every day. But sometimes when I can just go and breathe Him in, it's so amazing. I wrote a song a few years back called uh, Hallelujah. And it came from Psalm 34, verse 8, where it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you know that scripture? Psalm 34, verse. Now, I love language. One of the things that I have to say is that when I say, Taste and see that the Lord is good in Shana, it sounds completely different. Oh, it's just... It just, it's like... Mm. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Just sounds, you know, taste and see that the Lord... But... I'm like, wow, God. It's like a mango in full sun. God is amazingly good to my heart. So... Remember I said at the beginning, I'd love you to just put yourself in your children's shoes for a little bit. We have a dance floor. How, how do you normally end church? Are you going to come up? Okay. All right. We'll see how that goes. But I've got, I've got a song that I, I know, I know some of you don't enjoy God and dance. That's okay. You're allowed to just clap your hands or something like that. But I do. I love to celebrate God and dance. And I just want to encourage you that in enjoying God should be in your language. By that, I mean, if you're a dancer, you dance. If you're a singer, you sing. If you're a stomper, you stomp. That is your language. That is what, how you express enjoyment, yeah? If some of you express enjoyment like, ah, uh, it's okay. If some of you, that's, that's also good because it's gotta be your personal expression. This song is called Hallelujah. It's what we will do in heaven. It comes from Revelation where it says, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands were singing glory be to God, honor and glory. You know that verse. Okay, go, go and look it up. And then it comes, and then the end comes from Psalm 34 verse 8 where he says, taste and see how the Lord is good. And that's just my encouragement to say, if you're going to enjoy God, taste and see that actually is good. You've got to go and taste it. You've got to go and taste Him in order for you to be able to know, yeah? Thank you. There's a whole dance floor. Don't, oh, don't make me do this by myself. It needs to be louder, otherwise I won't dance.
3: Hallelujah, salvation Rejoice and be glad, let us rejoice in the Lord. face. None of you are dancers. Now come on Kimba. God gave to us his only son for our sins that whoever shall your part, okay? Say, taste and see. Rub your tummy that the Lord is good, okay? He's good because if you eat chocolates, it's like really good. Okay, listen, this is how it goes. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
0: Okay, you can sit for a minute, Audrey. Thank you. That was absolutely incredible. We're going to go and taste bacon rolls in a moment. Um, I know that those smells coming through are always highly disturbing. Audrey, thank you. Can you just see how this woman completely enjoys God and how it just pours out? And that is something that is available to all of us. And I pray that not a single one of you would leave today without knowing that you can just do that. And honestly, that there's nothing that will change your life more than realizing how enjoyable and good our God is. So thank you, Audrey. That was absolutely magnificent. Thank you. I want to just say that there are some of Audrey's CDs out for sale. Otherwise, you can get them on iTunes, but her music is absolutely beautiful. And we were so blessed to listen to Tsunga singing over our phone the other night. She's released a song, which is also on iTunes, and it's called Above the Clouds. And I just want to encourage you to go and download that. It is absolutely beautiful. And so if you're um, super friendly, they might come back and worship with us again, okay? I know that they they were a bit like dead ducks, hey, Audrey? They're a tough crowd up here. They tried. There we go, you tried. Um, (laughs) um, It's been so wonderful to be with you. Guys, there are some butt God cards on the chairs. Um, It it doesn't have to be today. We're going to have them every week, all the time. But if there's something on your heart that you just want to write... um, what does it say at the top? Sorry? Previously I was, but God, and then? And now. If, you, if there's something that comes to your mind about that, please would you leave it. If you, if you feel that it's something you might want to share it sometime, write your details on the back and pop it on the back table. But this is going to become a part of what we do here all the time, where we just get to celebrate, it was this, but God did this, and now this. And that's something that is an ongoing story in our lives.